Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by Betsperts. Welcome to The Deep Dive. Andy, hope you're having a good one. It is Wednesday of week two. Beautiful time of year. We are having just freaking perfect crisp fall weather here in southern california it's tough being inside uh recording a podcast but you know what we love the people we love the uh you know we love the to talk some football so we got to do it and you know what your hair looks dumb and i hate your shirt today oh come on give me you a know break. what it's over it's over reaction week it's over it's over reaction week, week. No, okay. i don't know yeah like i just had to throw <laughs> in, I, I should i should get some over there's been some good overreactions like not like like in earnest like really like uh i, I saw an odds boost today for stafford mvp no yeah, i mean are we, are we gonna no. do that is that is that a thing we're doing out loud but uh yeah no like uh he won offensive player of the week in the nfc and i was kind of like really i mean yeah it was the well and yeah it was like two massive laps i guess stats are stats but like two massive lapses in coverage. And again, <laughs> like kudos to whoever gets to play the bears next. Jake's got it in. Yeah. Texas, well, that's like, yeah, feel it's just free like to, your opinion, man. Yeah. Feel free to fill the chat with, uh, <laughs> with uh, whatever overreactions you want to. Hey, Texans. To, you, I, I gotta tell you, man, the AFC South is such dog shit. Why not? Why can't they? Why I can't think this they? Is, this chick <laughs> was AFC. Oh, AFC. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That Pretty is a little far. bit of an overreaction. That's a little bit. Although David Coley had those guys coached up, Ty Got Taylor yeah, fired up. played a great fucking game. Um, um yeah, well, Sunday. I, I mean, not not need for much of a recap. We went through most of it Sunday, and we'll go through a lot of it game by game. Probably just dive face first right yeah, into this. Yeah, that's if, a great uh, call. I didn't even set it up Thursday for this. Already. I didn't. I yeah, that's true. Um, that number not not around. Uh, not going to be around. Uh, but yeah, great, great. I didn't cue you for this in our pre-production meeting where we go over and practice and, and you know, and, and you know, do the dry run. Um, but as we go through, when we get to teams that really over or underperformed last week, I will cue you or you can cue me on like, was that, was that, did you adjust your rating on them based on what you saw? Or was it a matter of, yeah, they performed at a D or an F or an A plus level within the you know range of distributions that I had for that team. So I didn't adjust them because I did not make many adjustments between week one and week two, but I made a couple. And it's worth pointing those out when we get there. So we'll uh, we'll incorporate that into some of our discussions. Does that sound good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. And we will start with tomorrow's game. This is something we did bet on the Sunday opener. We took an under here. It'll be the second straight week for, were you on the Denver one as well? I had, yeah, I had a small piece of that, but I didn't claim it as my own. Cause that was straight from you. I, yeah, I took the under, I didn't originate that one. I tailed, tailed you on that. Probably. I tailed you on <laughs> that. Was my, I that was my, that was the only total bet. I, that was the only total bet I placed last week that I won, by the way, which was not great except for our halftime over, which was good. I tailed Mr. Suma on the Thursday night over last week as well. Not for as much, yeah, but that was, a, well. that was that a, was that was a good one. I forgot about that. That was a nice easy win. So yeah, we did take the under here. It was 42 and a half, 43 on open. It is mm-hmm. it is down. You got your lawnmower guy again? Jesus, Drew. He's gonna go yell at the mower. He can hear me though. But yes, we did bet this. It's come down. 
it's it's weird it's hard for a number to come down too far when it starts tickling towards 40 there's only so far the market can push a team down when it's when it's already a total that's low i love these low totals because it's it, it, a low betting and under on a low total is like betting a really shitty team like it just feels gross but it it worked out we've gotten some movement obviously not closing line value yet we got to get to tomorrow's game yet but this one hopefully is an ugly game and also the giants took some money there's some just spendy threes i guess we want to call it at, at a few shops in, in the market right now and i get it i i wouldn't take my money and bet on the giants but if you just take the two teams and just wipe them off your eyes, the scales from your eyes and say, these are two divisional teams that probably aren't power rated that far apart. The total is, you know, heading towards 40 and you can get a four and a half. I guess I see it. I can see some people just wanting to grab that number, but man, Tony stunk. Saquon might not be ready. There's even reports that he might not even play because he has he has an injury designation. Because it's a short dog week. thing. Yeah. That's... <laughs> no. no. But yeah, that's uh, yeah, and it, it's funny. This offense stunk, and it's not like that pass rush murdered the Giants. Like it just might not be a very good offense. They only took two sacks, got uh, maybe two quarterback hits, I think. It's the dog thing is going to take left. And, and yes, obviously, the Fitzpatrick thing. Like, you get the four and a half, you get a backup quarterback, you have a low total. I get it. I'm just, I'm just not buying it. I did take the under here, though. This is the Giants not getting any, any sort of break as far as playing tough defenses. I'd say Denver's defense might be a little better, just com- completeness. But there are some nasty pieces on this team as well. And if you're not going to move at all, I mean, they scored six points or seven points, really. That touched the, the second touchdown was like what? As time, they didn't even kick the extra point. It was that time expired. Yeah, like, I the, didn't the even the play didn't by count. play. I had didn't even have list of how long the touchdown run was. So it was like a four. Yeah, it was like a four yard garbage, run with garbage points. Yeah, super garbage points. So the Giants' offense very bad, and honestly, the football team's offense against the Chargers, I wasn't super impressed. Terry McLaurin made an amazing catch. Outside of that, there wasn't a lot that I liked. Uh, good running. It was the same as last year. You have one good running back, one good receiver, questionable everything else. So under under 42 and a half, I think, is what I got. And that is pretty exciting to start the week one and all when this is like 10-4. 10-4 would be a good ending. Two safeties in one game. Been a while since the team got two safeties. Nothing but game. two safeties. Nothing <laughs> but two safeties. Um, so... A couple of thoughts on this one, and this one's been interesting because, again, for, for the second straight year, I don't know if you remember, the second straight year, our week two Thursday nighter features two teams that are own one playing in division. Um, and, yeah, you know, this, this is a big deal because neither of these teams plays another divisional game until, like, freaking Christmas, practically. Um, so you're going to be behind in the standings in your division. This really impacts the early, you know, you have a lot of tough games earlier in your season for both of these teams. Uh, so this is a pretty important contest. And, um, you know, the, the thing that we didn't talk about on the Sunday pod, when we pitched this under in the first place, which I think is worth is relevant, uh, is that one of the reasons that you bet against a Thursday, a, you know, a rookie coach on Thursday night football is because, they don't really have their head wrapped around the fact that they need to prepare for that game the week prior. They need to have kind yeah. of all of the offensive concepts and wrinkles worked into their into their overall 
um, you know, into their game plan the week prior. So because you don't have enough time in the compressed week to get it all in there. Um, and so you end up with a little bit of a vanilla approach if you don't, you know, caught with your pants down. And that is exactly where Washington finds themselves this week, because anything that they did prep for before the kickoff, that's out the window because Ryan Fitzpatrick ain't the quarterback. In fact, this is Taylor Heineke season. And I think that matters. I think most of the move we saw from 42 and a half down to 40, 40, that hit, that hit a hard 40. Uh, I think we found the bottom because it's bounced back up to 40 and a half, 41, depending on where you're shopping. Um, and, but I think most of that move was people just kind of finally digesting, oh, uh, Fitzpatrick is out for an extended period of time here. He will not be the quarterback on Thursday. This is Taylor Heineke. Um, and then, yeah, a lot of the other news for the offensive skill position players was not great. Um, this could be an ugly one. I agree with you. Two good defenses, two bad offenses. I didn't adjust either of these teams based on what we saw week one. Kind of expected those. Actually, although I want to ask you something. I, I didn't make a big adjustment for Heineke. I, I sure. think uh, lower variance, like less likely to, you know, go go full fits one way or the other. Fits is just the just Harvard Jameis sometimes, like he he can get a little squirrely at times. And yeah, I think Heine, Heineke is a little less less Harvard James is har, har, I haven't heard you say that before, but that's Harvard Jameis. That's, that's, that's a pretty uh, that's pretty good. It's pretty pretty. Then, pretty yeah, good. here's a good point. Jason Garrett's 2004 North Turner offense. Like, yeah, but when we say like there's going to be a vanilla game plan, that's Man. on top of the Giants' already vanilla game plan. So, right, uh... right, okay. Uh, so one thing to note that I wanted to get your opinion on: somebody obviously was very uh, aggressively betting Washington last week before the Chargers game. Um, I'm guessing that was a Washington positive play as opposed to fading the Chargers, but maybe not. Uh, and this has hit three a couple of times and it's bouncing hard every time it hits three. So somebody out there wants Washington three. Um, ultimately I thought the giants were the right side in this one. They played them close twice last year. There was a general sense of, you know, Washington wants to come in and sort of dictate with their trench, you know, their, their play in the line, uh, their line of scrimmage, winning battle in the trenches first and letting the rest of their, their kind of offense matriculate out of that. Um, but the, uh, the Giants did a good job of not letting that happen in both contests last year. So uh, this is going to be pretty close. I don't have a lean on the side uh, and I don't really, um, I don't really know why anyone is so aggressively betting uh, Washington when it gets to three, but uh, we look forward to finding out if there is an advantage uh, and, no, this doesn't really change my opinion of how the NFC East plays out at all. Um, on the other hand, Philly Dallas next week on Monday Night Football. Put your uh, get start thinking. Put your uh, you put your put your hat on for that one and think about how that will uh, how that handicap matters and whether that will influence the NFC East early in this uh, in this season. So let's move down the card. I make it. I make it three point five again. My my numbers are pretty rough this time of year. I don't. I don't just take them as gospel never but i take them even less for gospel early in the season but yes three and a half i make it so i get betting at three i get betting at four and a half i guess if somebody's trying to middle it with a, you know it, it is a lower total so the i believe a three is more likely to land with a lower total so have fun betting on the side if you want it i just don't have the interest new orleans at carolina a couple of one and oh teams in the uh, another divisional game here and 
Overreaction one. I'll let you handle this. Overreaction one. Jameis Winston. Is he the second coming of, I don't know, who pick pick your Hall of Fame quarterback? His stat line was so odd with the short fields. The fact just like five touchdowns, like 160 yards. But he was good. And honestly, it's maybe not an overreaction. If he limits turnover worthy plays, I he's good. He is very good. He has been good and he will be, could be good again. What's your take? I did not adjust new Orleans offensively or defensively based on that game. I, st- I already liked them. Like I already <laughs> thought it was going to be a decent. Yeah, game. no, I, I had I, coming in. I was higher on them than I was when I thought it was going to be the Taysom Hill show. Um, the defense, I thought, you know, they had the personnel in that game, at least to be solid. Uh, although they lost some guys, a uh, lot of Lattimore matters. Uh, Davenport matters. This defense now has taken a couple of shots. Um, they're still better than the Jets defense we saw last week take on this Panthers team. But you know what I did adjust? I did make an adjustment on the Panthers offense. The Panthers offense and really the coaching and the scheme and what Matt Rule was doing in terms of going for it and sequencing and even um, CMC's explosiveness. CMC got freaking shoelace tripped so many times in that game. It was like, get your feet off the turf, man. And it was very, very frustrating to see that offense not be able to put up more points against what I have as a truly bad defense in the Jets. Uh, and so my, I did not think that that was just a, uh, um, you know, a lackluster performance from what is otherwise a league average offense. I have Carolina offense well below league average. In fact, I think we will finish the season and they will be in the bottom five if I had to say so. And ton of it is about Sam Darnold's play. Sam Darnold's play was not inspiring at all in that contest. He should have absolutely had, uh, you know, his opportunity to kind of spread his wings a little bit. And we just didn't see it. So Carolina, I'm out on otherwise. And, and you know, we saw, I guess, talking about this market in particular, uh, I haven't been into this at all. I feel like a freaking fool that we didn't catch this on Sunday. Mm, the under on this it. one. I know it is bet down from 47 to 44 and a half that's a pretty aggressive move to go through 46 and 45 it hit 44 it bounced back up to 45 and a half so that is now settled i think we have a fair total at 44 and a half uh and the side uh bet out to three and a half which we saw coming as well i think was that two and a half when we were talking and now it's out at three and a half so that crossed three from sunday to now um i don't disagree with that again because i i did downgrade um the panthers offensively um but and and honestly i hope that the saints do a solid you know do a do a a good one do a get a good win against this panthers team um because i would love to get a uh an an advantage price on the patriots next week against the saints that's going to be a fun 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 contest i love i'm I'm itching to back the Patriots there. So I would love another kind of, oh, the Saints really are NFC title. You know, the LASIK and the Jameis and blah, 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 blah. You know, I'd, I'd like that to matter. Um, the, I guess the only other key takeaway, New Orleans' offensive line, top five, maybe top oh my God. one. The, yeah, that like, unit is so freaking good. Not overreaction, the Saints and Browns offensive lines. My goodness. They came to play. They looked great. And yes, that was, that was definitely in my notes, hard game to evaluate. You get these games with the, where it's a blowout, especially against a team that you should never be blowing out or just a weird result. How do you take away, especially in the second half, hard to take away a lot from it. So I didn't adjust the saints at all. I was already kind of highish on the saints. I 
pretty much stayed away from the game due to the venue change. Like there were some, there were some parts of me that were pretty close to betting the Saints plus like four, four and a half a few times. <laughs> that would have been, oh, that was easy. It's like the Saints team total that one time we bet them versus Tampa. They hit it like the first quarter. Um, but yeah, hard to take away a lot. I did same as you. I took away a lot more from the Panthers game. That was my loss for the weekend. I hit my teaser, hit my two other plays, and my loss was the Jets over. We thought the Panthers offense would do a lot more against the defense with people dropping like flies and really it didn't look good it was really really dependent on CMC again they didn't get the two really good outside receivers involved much outside there was one long pass which was great but they need to get them involved a lot more and every everything you said I'm not gonna just you know sequencing everything just really disappointing from what and they won they were rewarded for it because then we'll get more into the Jets later. That offense yep. is broken. Speaking so, of offensive lines that we can maybe overreact to, but uh, yeah, this this is this is a pass game. We missed the under. We missed the good Saints number. I'm mad at myself for missing the under. I'll yeah, hopefully, hopefully, and you know, he can't hit everything, I guess. But yeah, this is this is some pretty strong moves to the under and then a little Saints money. And yeah, nothing here. If you like it, I don't know. I'd probably leave it alone. Wait, wait yeah. for a live line. Live bet yeah. this. Just cheer for the Saints to get a cover so we can bet the Pats next week. That's all I got. Next game is a good one to talk about how I don't trust my numbers at this point in the season. <laughs> I, I don't – I would love to – I would start out and ask you, it's Houston, Cleveland. What do your early season power rankings make this game? Uh, do you really want to know the answer? I kind of uh, do. Okay, hang on. It's It's massive uh 19 and a half yeah this this is a really hard one to gauge what's and, what about you what's your answer well i'd have to look but i it's, it's, <laughs> you it's, it's, me, but you aren't gonna tell me your answer okay. it's certainly not yeah. right like no, it's at, not I'm at, right uh, i'm at 19 and a half as my gap between these two teams on uh, in cleveland yeah yeah i i had to make some adjustments to houston that i didn't like like i didn't adjust them up i'm mostly adjusting this for totals i guess and then Cleveland, again, I, I actually adjusted Cleveland up a little off a loss. I was super happy with a lot of things they did. It just, they failed to do what so many teams have failed to do before, especially think about the 20, the 2020, 2019 playoffs. Honestly, both playoffs that I just mentioned where the Chiefs would come from behind and beat you. Like if you don't stomp on their throats. Yeah. And, you know, give them, give them, you know, don't leave one in the chamber, empty that cliff. Otherwise they're going to bounce back up and tackle you. And yeah, they didn't stomp on them enough and ended up losing. And I still was pretty happy with a lot of things they did. Again, happy with that line, happy with Stefanski's staying aggressive immediately. And it's funny, right off the beginning, we, you were, I think you were standing next to me when uh, Reed kicked the field goal. It's like, you don't win this game with field goals. And yeah, it was weird. It's, yeah, it was so a weird kind, call. kind of a goofy game, but yeah, this is, we don't, we make our number, our number is massive because this is one of my highest teams I have power ranks versus one of the lowest, but I mean. One I, of the lowest? Do you have a team as low as Houston? I have them all pretty, like, I have them all pretty close with the, the Lions, the Houstons, and the Jags. Oh, wow. Like it's, it's pretty, it's pretty ugly at the bottom. Like I have trouble dropping a team past like minus 10. Let me see where I'm at. I'm at, uh, yeah, Houston is my number 32 with the bullet. 31 for me is Detroit. 30 is the Jets. And the Jags are 29th. 
I had trouble downgrading them off a loss or off a win where their offense actually scored. Like I wasn't going to downgrade them. So. Oh, I didn't adjust them at all off my yeah. preseason. Uh, but I, I downgraded the Lions. Oh, okay. Did you? Their defense? Yes. Their defense. Oh, the defense yeah, yeah, yeah. stinks. Yeah. It's going to be yeah, yeah. like they they might score a lot of points in garbage time. Either way, I mean, just this is a quick is this a quick pass? Yeah. And I mean, really, like, I'm not laying 12 and a half with the Browns this early in the season, even mm-hmm. though it's the right side. I, by my numbers, it's the right side. Uh, I give them an, a 90% chance to win this game. Uh, and, you know, I'd like to see them beat the tar out of a dog shit team first. And then if we get one of these later in the season, actually, maybe even next week with the Bears, then I'll think more uh, critically about the, you know, doing, you know, laying, uh, laying a big chunk of points with these guys. Um, in the back of my head, again, I'm kind of hoping Cleveland just kind of takes care of business. Maybe let's, uh, let's the Texans in the back door. Uh, and then we get uh, a, a price. Against the, yeah. Get a price against the bears. That's sort of in the, in the ballpark for the seven. Oh, somebody said the team total 30 and a half. I might just have some fun and bet that yeah. and just cheer yes. for them to beat the tar out of it or live team total. I love some live team totals. Um, yeah, I'm not betting that game. Like the, the Browns are the side if you go by the numbers, but again, it's like the Frank Brank thing I said with the run lines, like there's no incentive to win by 13 or more. Like if you're up late and they get two garbage touchdowns, you don't care. So we will, we will stay away. And someone has a football, a football take. Here. Hot take on uh, that. Football. That's a, that's a hot take, man. That is a hot take. <sighs> I know he's playing in. I mean, the Bundesliga is just conducive to a guy looking like he can score. Like he is a stud, though. He's he's definitely he's, top. I'll put him on. All, I'll put him on all Europe, but I'm not saying he's the best. No way. Uh, let, let's see him do it in the MLS. Come over here. Over <laughs> over 48 seems low. Here, want a cut uh, a quick take on that? The total over 48. I, I think it's a high variance game because it is like, do we get a bunch of garbage points or is Houston? just going to be as bad as expected against a really good team. So he played a bad team. So I mean, I can tell you what my total is on this one. It is like 36, 10. I'm at 40. I'm at 47. So yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I no interest in this game. Let's move down to Cincinnati, Chicago, third game in a row. I did not make a play Um, at face value, Chicago, uh was pretty obviously a head scratching favorite i think to you know the the gut reaction to everybody who looked at the lines on the open was probably uh what <laughs> chicago's favorite over a team that just beat the vikings what um and yeah i get that sentiment but uh it's not a great matchup for the bengal's really at all bengal's lost some yeah, you know, a couple more, um, you know, questionable pieces uh, that we, they, a couple of questionable things that we did not get solid answers from, uh, from them week one. Um, and they do feel like the trendy dog this week. This does feel like a lot, you know, a lot of people have come and take the plus three. A lot of people have hit that money line. Um, it's, uh, it's sort of, uh, it's, it's, it's a little bit uh, stinky, a little trappy. If that was a thing, um, I don't really have any interest in getting involved with Burrow and the Bengals coming off of a, that emotional overtime win at home. Um, they definitely did seem to have their performance elevated by the crowd. I will say that. Uh, there were some things that Zach Taylor did that were just total and utter what the fuck. Uh, and then his comments after the game 
uh, and some of the things he said to the media in the presser on Monday were equally WTF. Uh, he seems lost on a lot of aspects uh, of how to be a professional football coach. Uh, and, you know, I'm not, I'm not scrambling to drink the, uh, the striped Kool-Aid after that win against the Vikings. I thought the Vikings did a lot of very stupid things in that game that really let the, the Bengals, yes, they do. you know, let the Bengals dictate. Um, and, you know, I've gone back and forth on this total too. I've made a case in my head for the over and the under, which means to stay away. Uh, you're like the over here. I, if I had to bet, I would. I'm not going to. I'm tempted with the Bengals team total. Over, it's going to be like a 21. If you can get a 20 and a half juicy or a 21 flat at a maybe plus money. Just the, again, I mentioned this already when we, the massive lapses in the secondary for the Bears. Like you have good receiving weapons. Like, yeah, Zach Taylor's probably lost. It, it, his career is probably lost at this point. Burrow's good. Yes. And I I mean, he made, he made some that. good throws. So like Burrow succeeding despite Taylor, despite the game plan, despite everything and the five guys in front of him. I wasn't super impressed with the Chicago pass rush. I wasn't obviously impressed with the Chicago secondary. Like if, if he can get the ball out of there and not get hit, like they're going to score. I do lean over. I lean Bengals team total over, but just overall, I'm, I'm not ready to trust this team playing against a Minnesota team who yeah, just kind of poop things down their leg. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I don't want to give the Bears too much credit for their performance on Sunday Night Football, but they certainly played and looked a lot better than I expected going into that game, offensively at least. Offensive line at least. Yes, Jason Peters was part of that, and he is now I, – I, he's gone. He gone for sure. I think, I think he's out this – yeah and then the backup is he also gone i didn't i because I, I didn't bet this game i wasn't really following the injury reports but uh the, the you know the facts that the fact that the, the offensive line looked comp more competent than expected however they're depleted and now you know it's not like cincinnati necessarily could take advantage of that anyway i mean they got trey hendrickson and a bunch of guys um yeah this is a peter weird one. peters was limited practice today that doesn't Oh, so maybe he is going then. Well, he he's that doesn't got a seem too bad. He's got a conditioning problem, regardless. So I'm not exactly yeah. expecting him to make it through lots of games this season. All that said, um, his 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 replacement did not practice today, Wednesday. Ah, Larry okay. Borum. All right. Well, so, you know what? Yeah. Let's 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 put it. Let's put a bow on this one. And, and congratulations to us for not mentioning the Andy Dalton revenge game, which is not a thing. <laughs> <laughs> and, and truth like if, if there's some quotes i will close on this if there's quotes later in the week and Nagy, who again i'll have trouble believing him but i'll be too excited not to if he says like hey we're gonna do a couple drives with nothing but justin fields and there's a bear i was under three i might bet it or the over i think i'd be more likely to bet the over in that case because he might just be a wild variance guy too so yep this is a have this one yeah, I you could Keep it. you could you could show me a dozen scores and I would believe them all. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I really don't know how this goes. So let's move on to the Raiders who take on the Steelers in Steeltown, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, real quick, a couple thoughts here. We didn't really reflect on Monday Night Football. Um, I'm assuming you stayed up for it, even though you had flown home from Vegas that day and were kind of probably a little loopy. That really did happen. 
You weren't tripping. That really was the way that that I know. Game I just went. wanted to go to bed, and the game just kept going. <laughs> I was so tired. I felt like garbage on Tuesday morning. Can we, can we give out? Can we give out the punchline and have you sell me the pen? Oh sure. Even at five and a half. Of course. So you have bet the Steelers. <clears throat> I know some people who are high on the Raiders. Yeah. What? And, and I mean, this is the question. What? makes you believe and i i was already kind of believing it we said this in the like sunday we said this after the game since like you know the pittsburgh everyone everything that's fresh in people's mind is that collapse at the end of the season of course there's so many injuries big ben was very far from 100 percent. they'd lost of several offensive linemen numerous defenders and that collapse was bound to happen but like this is a strong roster with an honestly the offensive line didn't look bad the defense looked pretty good you have a bunch of weapons on the offense. Big Ben isn't hurt yet. And you have a good coaching staff and just like good culture. Like it's a good, it can be a good team. I get it. Um, so you're, I mean, so I won't say like, oh, the Raiders are Mirage and the Steelers are actually a decent team. Like you, you sell it to me. Matchups all, every matchup yep. here takes Steelers, every one of them. Um, on top of the fact that uh, like, I'm, I, this is like, deja vu all over again uh do you remember a game early last season where the raiders kicked off their home schedule in vegas they hosted a very good team that was expected to be in the super bowl mix they beat them outright as you know medium dogs uh and then that was on monday night football in prime time and then they went across the country to the east coast the next week and played a team that had an offense that couldn't really generate much in terms of a pass uh and had a great defense and they got just curb stomped that happened last year week three when they went and played uh with the patriots so very very similar situational setup here um not that i that not that that it plays into my handicap at all it's just that like oh yeah no we've seen uh, a lot of what happens with these guys you know and just a team in general coming off a huge emotional win like that on monday night football they got to turn around with a short week go across the country and they got to kick off in the crack of fucking dawn and that sucks west to east sucks it does takes takes a long time to adjust to that and yeah this is a defense that can get after you without the blitz Right. But they still blitz. <laughs> yeah, they can sure. they can get after they can get after you a couple different ways. Yeah. If you are able to pressure Carr, he can absolutely use the word crumble in the chat. That's a perfect yeah. word for it. Yeah. I have this unadjusted from last week because I've been I've been not I didn't make a Las Vegas adjustment yet. I'm still kind of hemming and hawing. I make this like seven. Yeah. Okay. That's exactly where I'm at. I'm at yeah. seven. Okay. So let's let's go over the matchup advantages here real quick uh pittsburgh we'll, we'll start this, with yeah. the easy let's start with the easy one pittsburgh on offense against the raiders defense raiders defense are they a little bit better than we expected coming into the season absolutely they did a okay. very very decent job i thought of containing what was a very vanilla approach by the ravens in the monday night football game um but ultimately they forced forced some turnovers they got some key stops they weren't great in the red zone but ultimately i thought that that was a fine performance from a from a, a raiders team whose ceiling now in my mind is league average Right, couple problems though. Yannick Ngakwe not likely to go. Gerald McCoy out for the season now. Done so you now really only have one guy in Max Crosby who can who can generate any kind of pass rush. 
Um, and really, if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, what we're worried about is them going up against a dynamic pass rush that can come at you multiple ways with, you know, multiple looks. And uh, I just don't see that with this Raiders team and considering who will be available. So the likelihood that the that the offensive line woes for the Steelers are going to be the undoing of them, I take issue with that. On top of the fact that the Pittsburgh offensive line might be better than we thought. Like those guys played relatively competently. In fact, the worst offensive line performance was a former Steeler for the Ravens in the Ravens uh, Raiders game in Villanueva. He was awful. Uh, Stance. Stanley wasn't great. How about, uh, how about you know, Leatherwood too? Every time there's oh, a penalty, oh, 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 we're Leatherwood get there. might get eaten we'll get there. alive. So, and then last, last key point, two key points I want to bring up. Then, um, can the Steelers do a decent job? They have, they have, they've got great blocking out of their tight ends. They got great run. Some of the run scheme they rolled out in the second half was solid. Uh, I think Najee Harris can do a decent job against this defense. Uh, and they have depth at wide receiver. The, the, you know, there was only one guy you really had to worry about covering on the Ravens. There's like five guys you got to worry about covering on the Steelers. So it's, you know, this is uh, if, if they can keep their heads together, the home, the home, home conditions for this offense, I think they can themselves score into the high 20s. And then on the other side of the ball, the Pittsburgh Steelers defense, clear top three in the league right now at full health. TJ Watt gets matched up against Leatherwood. My goodness gracious, that is a bad matchup for Leatherwood. TJ Watt uh, is as good as we had hoped he would be heading into this season. Uh, you know, was he was he the defensive player of the year last year? I believe he was, right? We talked that into existence. Did we manifest it? I think we did. I can't um, remember. I, so, I'm almost sure that we cashed a 10 to 1 on TJ Watt last year, but I, I can't quite remember. The, um, yeah, yeah. The, the halftime chat. Oh, yeah. All about that. Um, last, one last matchup point, and then I want to hear your rebuttal. To no rebuttal. The Raiders it's offense goes game. through. The Raiders uh, Raiders offense can be missing some pieces, too. May not see Jacobs. They lost a, a ta- the, uh, their, one of their other guards. Starting guard is out for the season or starting tackle. I can't remember. Whatever, whichever one that uh, tore his knee in that Raiders game. Uh, and the Raiders offense goes through Darren Waller. Darren Waller matched up against a defense that has Minka Fitzpatrick. That is going to be a fantastic 1v1 matchup that can dictate this game. And honestly, uh, I give the basically every advantage Steelers defense in this one. I think they can be the deciding factor. Yeah, you don't need, and it's not like they have bad off-ball linebackers, but you don't need great off-ball linebackers when you have Minka Fitzpatrick. He can fill that coverage gap. So, yeah, the the things that matter, like the, the trenches on both sides, Steelers win coverage slash quarterback slash whatever you want to call that the battle of passing passing quarterback plus receivers versus coverage units the Steelers win although Darren Waller does certainly put a fly in that ointment he's very good I'm yeah I'm I'm probably gonna sell this up to six and play this I'm just uh, I had this I'm, I'm pissed I didn't get the early number I didn't take any sides early I have one other one I I bet I was kind of mad at a certain German for releasing it today because I hadn't bet it yet. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to get this in before, I, before we see three and a half. Um, I even gave him a frowny face in the slack. <laughs> I, mean, I, I hope he checked who did that because it was me. It was um, you. Yeah, I'll, he probably thinks you don't agree with him. He's probably like, what did I miss? No, I'll have to talk to him. I'll talk him now. He's asleep. Um, Yeah, I'm full agreement. Like, I didn't really need talking into this. I was going to bet this. I make it seven. Yeah. This is some numbers that I actually trust. Even if I was going to adjust Las Vegas, 
I don't think it's going to be by enough to make it worth it. So I will lay some six. Yep. And I got some points here. I got most of my action filled here at four and a half. Um, but I don't have any issue betting five and a half, honestly. It's the same number in my mind. This Not a big lame. difference. I, That's I, very, very hard for me to see how this lands on five. If there's a five and a half that I can get for like minus five or something, I'll probably just bet that instead of selling. We'll, we'll honestly, do some shopping. Honestly, this has every makings of like a 37 7 kind of game. This is this this is this looks like one way traffic to me. You know what? Yeah, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna play it alt like a minus fourteen. And I, a I'm, you know what? I'll find one of we'll those. Do, we'll do some fun since alts. I on set, since I said it, I don't want it to happen and then miss yeah. out on that. But no, we can't. Yeah, this the, is the FOMO. Yep. Another right. divisional game. A lot of these this week. This app. Remember last year where there's none for three weeks because they I built do. in the they built in the like DefCon DefCon one contingency plan. Um, hopefully we don't have any of that shit this year buffalo at miami this one this one should be good this one answers a lot of questions because i didn't get as many questions answered as i wanted from miami versus the new england and buffalo really obviously they kind of had a down week and i did not again overreaction week oh my god josh allen's bad again the bills can't play they like uh however you want to overreact to that one I didn't adjust them down. I, I barely touched these two. I didn't have a lot to make from those games. I don't know. What did what did your what was your biggest takeaways from both these teams week ones? I mean, the Dolphins did win, but did they deserve to? And then the Bills, I mean, the Bills did look a little stuck in the mud. And yeah, I mean they ran into a truck. It was a good, it was a good team. <laughs> no, so Femi no, no, says no. I'm gonna miss Wednesday afternoon football. Like as yeah, fucked right. as last year was, I did that like oh there's funny. like I tell my wife, I'm like, hey, I have a halftime show tonight. That's it's Tuesday. Yeah, things things got weird this year. Um, my takeaways from these two teams, the Patriots Dolphins box final score was bananas, stupid. There's no way that that should have been a, a narrow win Dolphins. Um the and so it was misleading in that regard uh they continue to freaking turn the ball over and just total banana in total insane ways uh and the buffalo final score was also a little um deceptive i didn't think that was a convincing win for pittsburgh and really buffalo had some opportunities in the first half of that game to really make pittsburgh's life miserable like if they had uh if they had been a little bit more aggressive at times i didn't love the um didn't love some of the decisions they were making from a sequencing standpoint. Josh Allen didn't look especially comfortable, but he never really has against Pittsburgh. So I am not holding that against him. I did, I did 0.0 adjustments to my Buffalo number after what we saw. They are still the number three team in my power rankings in the NFL uh, after that lost home loss to the Steelers. Um, and Miami is actually kind of far down my list. I thought about downgrading their offense a little bit. I wasn't especially impressed with what I saw there. Um, currently, I have Miami ranked a little below an average team. They are 19th by my power rankings. Um, and yeah, like this is the perfect setup for a bounce back for Buffalo. Uh, and I'd like to see them do it. If they, we talked about when we previewed the, the AFC East, right? We did Buffalo and Miami on the same day, didn't we? I believe, yeah, it was Jets and Jets and yeah. Patriots together. And we talked a lot about this game particularly because it wasn't a great spot for Buffalo. Um, they have some more important you know, opponents early in the season. They got to go to, down to the heat of South Florida, and they put them in the stun. And, you know, it's just, it's just it's tough defense to play and prepare for. Like, there was a lot of... 
uh, you know, I, you know, I'm, I was kind of setting up a, oh, if the Bills stumble there, you know, you might get a good price to back them in the AFC East at that point. And so I guess really that's my thinking here too. Like they should bounce back and win a comfortable win here. Um, but if they don't, um, you know, it is what it is. And I have, I have the bills like five points better on a neutral five points. Yeah. So, I mean, whatever you want to make home field and you should probably bump it a little just because it's, it is Miami early in the season. It's not easy to go play. And I, I do have Miami rated probably higher than I should based on Flores and what I think, you know, what I think Flores versus divisional teams. I'm 5.2 I'm, I'm give... in Miami. You're yeah, 5.2 so on a neutral. On a neutral. Oh, wow. My home my home field is still pretty low this year. Like my max home field is like two and Miami's not getting two here. I'm not giving them two points of home field, but I did bump it a titch just for being home. So like I, I have, I have this number pretty close. Like I, I would think yeah, bills in a bounce back spot, but I'm not betting them in Miami versus, you know, Flores in division games here. So if, if yeah. Allen bounces back, good for them. If they don't, we're betting the piss out of the bills to win the division. Yeah. I got about a 2% edge here. So I didn't fire at three and a half. I missed the threes. Uh, and yeah, like I said, at this point, I am hopeful that the Bills, you know, that last year's Josh Allen performance wasn't a mirage, that he bounces back in this game. It's going to be a tough test, though. Um, I don't know why they didn't. I didn't know. I don't know why they didn't attack Pittsburgh with Diggs more. You know, the adjustment they made at halftime last year's regular season, I thought was so oh, smart. Oh, let's throw to Diggs all the time. Uh, yeah, that was the perfect adjustment last year, and they didn't do it this time. Call the good plays. I don't know why. Call the good plays. What are you waiting for? Um so hopefully they call the good plays and it's just the dig show here. I they have not had a they have you know as good as Miami's quarter corners are they have not had a tough time scoring points on this Miami defense the Buffalo Bills that is the in fact you you remember a lot week seventeen last year right oh yeah oh, no, that's the thing too the oh, last oh time the last time they yeah. faced them they gave up that a fifty even, burger was that that was, was that Josh Allen play like three quarters of that game two. It was, it was like 56 20 or 55 know, 20. It was they, it was they they, they gave Allen the uh, the hook at one point and he, even uh uh who was the backup last year was it Barkley even Barkley was Might have been, was laying the yeah. wood. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Either way, yeah, I I probably have Miami a little overrated, but I couldn't downgrade them off the game like what are you going to do? And then Buffalo, I didn't want to touch them, so yeah, I I make it like five. I have I think I'm higher on Miami this year than you are and I make the number pretty much on. Okay. All right. Good deal. Well, I didn't bet it either way. I know some people out there who have lined up Bills plays. I wish them the best of luck. And if for whatever reason, Bills are underwhelming again, uh, we got to go shop around, find some good East prices, or at least look at the schedule and figure out when the right market entry time is going to be. Because for all I know, Miami might have an easy game, easy, an easy one week three. Miami is they got jacksonville earlier this season oh no they got raiders week three and then indy tampa so uh we could fire we could fire buffalo after week two loss if that happens mm-hmm. buffalo's got kc lined up week five that's a little tricky but between then and now they have washington and houston so they're gonna get two w's there um yeah all right well rams at lucas oil stadium in the beautiful midwestern city of indianapolis um, it is an early game for a West Coast team who was looking good. But again, I mentioned this, like 
anybody who can throw the ball that far should have made those two pass those two touchdown passes. Like those were massive f ups by the Bears secondary. And it's not like they didn't look good in other parts of the game. And yes, we mentioned this in the preview. Really, really big quarterback upgrade for them. But we were leery of the defense. I don't think we got to see the defense properly tested against the naggy led Bears and. I'm not 100% sure we get to see him tested this week. Like uh, Leonard's hurt now. That makes me really worried about this. It is at home in the dome, but um, we've never been wins, guys. We're big Darius Leonard guys. I don't like that. And um, yeah, this one this one missed me pretty hard. I, I have Indy as a little bit of value. I make it closer to like three at home. But with just the, the Leonard thing and trying to trust the, the only way I can be talked into this is by like, you have a very good coaching staff at home and maybe they can get Wentz to be like average, like league average quarterback play. If they can get that out of them, they should be able to win or cover games like this versus good teams at home like because they have enough pieces around them and they have a good defense and they're well coached and disciplined. It's just, I, I couldn't do this one. I, I just had a full skip here. Okay. Uh, I played Indy at four, and I regret's not the right word. I'm fine with my play. I yeah, no, like I said, my out. number my number leans that way for sure. But getting, uh, getting that many points at home when it, you're a team that should be maybe even competing for the division. Yeah, I guess. Uh, and and honestly, the issue for me really was the injuries that were on that popped on the report today i'm very fucking hopeful that those were precautionary we're giving these guys a little extra time to rest if leonard doesn't play uh this is a big fat l if quentin nelson doesn't play this is a big fat l uh if both don't play then i'm probably not even gonna watch <laughs> so yeah uh not great um but i guess here was my case and you know and then Braden Smith too. Let's assume. Let's just assume for the like sake of arguments. I know. Let's just assume for the sake of arguments that those guys were all getting precautionary rest and that they're going to go. Uh, and again, like the Darius Leonard thing was the real mindfuck here because he did a bunch of media after that Seahawks game and he seemed fine. Like he was not like, yeah, I got a little banged up or you know, Tortle he was showing off. no. He he was showing no sign of it, of issues. So I guess so. That that might be it. Um, the, um, but yeah, the, let's just assume that these guys all go and that this is precautionary. Uh, the number is what really stuck out to me here. I was contemplating a Rams if the number was right in the preseason, uh, largely because, oh, you're going to Hawaii. I like it. Um, that looks like, uh, that looks like the four seasons on Lanai. Nice spot. Nice spot. Um, yeah, the, the, um, the number I was what, what I was trying to get to here, which is I was contemplating looking for the Colts if the number was right. Uh, I was looking for a three or better. It opened four, and I so I had to get involved. And it, the Colts closed what, two and a half against the Seahawks. Is that right? Do you remember? Two and a half? Yeah, roughly. Uh, do you know the win probability adjustment from two and a half to four? How many win percentage points that equates to? It basically means that the Rams are about two, are about two and two and a, two to two and a half points better than the Seahawks if four is fair. Okay, that's what this number implies. The Rams 11%? are about two 
or two and a half points better than the Seahawks is what this implies. Which is um, probably wrong. Now let's talk about some of the situational things. Uh, Rams also in the same kind of deal that the Raiders are played in at home in prime time, got a big win, very emotional game, fly across the country now, play at the crack of dawn for them. Uh, after spending their entire preseason on the East Coast. Uh, I mean, the West Coast, excuse me, the West Coast. Uh, Rams have not had to make West a trip Coast. East since uh, they went to Packers, I guess, is the last time they flew past Mississippi. Um, and honestly, the uh, the I completely acknowledge that the Colts lost that game week one. We both bet we both bet some Seattle, so I, you know this isn't even like it wasn't even like we didn't see that coming. The angle on Seattle counterpoint. Yeah, no, no, no. I, that, that's the that was why you bet Seattle in week one, which is yeah. the rust was going to be there. He got no no reps in preseason, no not not a lot of practice in preseason even, uh, and the you know he had a new offensive line that was also trying to find some cohesion and so the fact that they were a little out of sorts i completely give them a pass on that uh and they now have a week to get right and guess what we saw a rams defense that was very very soft against the run it looked intentional right it looked literally like the rams were like our plan give up the run and you know we know that they're not going to beat us more you know they're not going to be andy dalton's not throwing it 10 yards down the field on a dime so uh, you know, we're not, we don't have to worry about beating them, them beating us over the top. Uh, you know, we'll just win the high leverage downs and we'll do the bend, but don't break thing. We'll let them run. And what I would expect is you have that same or similar mindset as you go and play this Colts team. Jonathan Taylor is going to put a big fat number on you. He is going to be able to uh, dictate this game from the get go. Uh, and I would expect that he in general uh, be able to, uh, you know, kind of get Indy out to a lead where they play much better with a lead than they do trying to come from behind with Wentz. Um, Wentz himself made some of the rest may have been shaken off. I thought he looked a little bit more competent in that second half against Seattle than he did in the first half. And similarly, the defense was super unimpressive in the first half. Uh, Seattle rolled out and played the cover two busters like they were playing the hits, like the Beatles playing the hits. It was uh, easy as can be for them to, you know, just make that cover two bleed. Um, and again, I thought the indie defense did a decent job of, oh yeah, that's right. These are the assignments we need to adjust so that we don't get, uh, you know, don't get gashed there. And they played better in the second half. And realistically, they, you know, they, they, they pitched a shutout in the third quarter and, uh, did, I think the Colts won the second half overall, uh, six, three or something like that, maybe seven, three, but whatever the case was, I liked enough of the adjustments the Colts made in the second half that I think you're going to get a sharper performance out of them against the Rams team that is in a, just a brutal spot. Cause not only did we, as we mentioned, they're coming off Sunday night football, they're traveling across the country. They get to play the bucks next week, which is obviously a much, much bigger game than an out of conference road game. Uh, so if there were ever such a thing as a sandwich spot, this is it. Um, but ultimately this boils down to, I like the matchup of the, of the run offense for the Colts against this Rams defense combined with the fact that this number should probably be two, maybe two and a half. And it is four. Yeah. Like it's, it's one of those where it's the right size and I'm just not putting money on Carson Wentz. Right There's now. a couple of those this week. Yeah. Like it's just, we're going to get to more of those. That's a common thing. Risk, risk it for the biscuit has some good points. I didn't get a chance to listen to the PFF with Dr. Eric yet. I'm going to probably might have to, 
honestly, like the only thing that keeps me going to the gym is uh, Dr. Eric. Cause I like to have so that it's the only time I get to have a chance to listen to podcasts. I like, so I am going to listen to that one in the morning. I'm excited to talk to, or talk to him through my ears. Um, yeah. Pass for me. I get what you're doing though. I don't hate it, but I'm just not betting it. San Fran at Philly. This is another one of those where what did I, what did I tell you to wipe away from your eyes? Like the fact that it was the giants and, and you know, absent skins, a football team wipe away everything the lions did and put yourself back at the point where it was like a million to nothing. And really like, I mean, these were kind of two blowout wins. The, the uh, soft uh, defense got a little squirrely there with the golf and coming in the, I mean, he did come in the back door really for people to get the last late number. That was rough. Like that was a really, really rough beat. Um, I don't know what to make of that. I don't know what to make. I really, uh, I don't, I think I know what I'm getting in the 49ers. I do believe in this coaching staff. I do believe in this offense if they're healthy. Yeah. Mostert sucks, but look what they've done for many, many years. Like it's always been just, Hey, who's this other guy? Uh, you've like, done this twice now to the Niners. I think on Sunday's pod, you said Verrett sucks, but you, what you meant is losing him sucks. And you're saying most of suck. You meant is losing most. Yeah, mo- right? lo- losing most. Just in sucks. case yeah. these guys listen to the podcast. I don't want no, them to I, think no, that Moster, I don't want them Moster, to think we're slandering them. <laughs> you, you know what? Moster does suck No, Cause he was, in my <laughs> he was in my fantasy. He was in my fantasy team. Um, it's, Verrett is more way, 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 way more important than Mostert. They have been able to do anybody step up, play running back for us. We have a really good scheme, a good line. We have good receivers. We have a good tight end or two. And guess what? You're going to do fine. Obviously, Elijah Moore stepped in and did what he did. They had Sermon, who probably might start over Elijah Moore. The The fantasy situation on that is bottling minds right now because people are worried that like sermon is the one you i'm actually i might trade for sermon with somebody who doesn't want him just be like this guy might be the starter now because it'd be funny and uh yeah it was niners are doing the thing where they're staying so this isn't really a second straight you know that i don't think it's just the hey we're staying near the east coast so we don't have to travel to the west coast and back it's more than that. It's the thing that we brought up with what Belichick did like 10 years ago. Not only that, but you aren't goofing around at home with your buddies. You're not, yeah. you're not, it sounds fucked up, but like you're not wasting time, spending time with yeah. your family. You're it's not all blowing football. off steam. Yeah. It's all football the whole time. They are so, so focused on it because there's nothing else they can really focus on. And yeah, it's a, uh, oh my God, it says Mostert was a diehard WinBet user. That's rough for us. Just well, they, that means he's probably consuming more content, which is why it was important to qualify. We weren't saying most of it sucks. We were saying losing him sucks. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I, so again, where I'm at here is I know what, I think I know what I have in the Niners and yes, losing Verrett is a problem. I don't know if I know what I have in the Eagles and we were hopeful of this offense last year is what we saw against Atlanta, what we thought we were going to get last year. And we did <sighs> bet this over. Like we bet this over 48 on Sunday. Like I, I, I do like, uh, especially if the Eagles offense is sort of good and the Niners your, are down the answer a corner. To your question is I'm ready. You, the answer to your question is yes, it is. Yes. But it's even better because they made even more investments in the weapons they have in the passing mm-hmm. game by taking Smith. Um, 
yes, one year removed. We are one year and a week removed from Philly being effectively co-favorites with the Cowboys for the NFC East. And all they did was swap out a quarterback who we know outside of hopefully this week sucks. And with for Jalen Hurts, who is mobile and, uh, you know, new, you know, at least at, to this point, at least a neutral uh, shift in coaching and uh, added another weapon in the passing game. Um, elevated some really good players in, you know, at the, on the offensive line. Jordan Mailata all of a sudden now is like playing at an all pro level. Like, you know, like this is, this is a team that I do think you needed to make a meaningful adjustment based on what you saw week one. You will probably hear people say, don't overreact, blah, 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 uh, when it comes to um, the, uh, the Eagles-Falcons result. But um, the Eagles did a couple of very, very nuanced, smart things in that game that i want to point out did you know did you notice they were one of the faster paced teams in fact number two in the nfl in the first half of that game and then pivoted to absolutely taking the air out of the ball in the second half once they had an eight point lead they did just an absolutely superb job i thought of controlling the game state uh, they were excellent in the red zone on defense and, uh, they were, I guess just all around, they were resilient on offense to the tune of, they put themselves in makeable third downs. They had a lot of designed runs for Jalen hurts, where he basically just sprints for the corner, gets his three yards, move the chains. Like those kind of plays are really, really hard to defend. They're not sexy. They don't get on the highlights. People look at the, some throws that Jalen hurts makes. and They're like, ah, he doesn't have an arm for the NFL, but he manages the game. Well, honestly, and the coaches know what they have. Uh, And so I think that ultimately our cautious optimism about this Eagles offense will be rewarded. And this is one of those teams, and we talked about this in the preseason, where it's going to take the market a long freaking time to catch up to because, like, they were the fourth choice in a shit division, right? And if they continue to surprise week in, week out, then, you know, and they have a hard schedule coming up. If they at least cover some games, like, we're going to be able to milk this cow for a while. Did I take the three and a half points this week? No, I did not. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the, the concentrated week of prep for a very good Niners team scared me away. Yeah. But I will not at all be surprised if the Eagles ultimately win this game. I was going to say, fact, I might have a little just on them straight up based on, you know, the every everything we said and what we like about this offense. And maybe it took, it, it's so funny how similar these teams are kind of over the last few years. Like it's not been that long since they played in a Super Bowl for either of them like the, the and really like the teams never really fall off that bad it just they've had pretty like people focus on the Niners injuries last year the Eagles have had that for like two years like not to yeah. the extent but enough to take a good team and turn it into a bad team like that full cluster injuries but injuries in every part of the lineup and we, we said oh yeah no this, bad this cluster injuries team. last year at well, wide yeah, yeah, receiver yeah. offensive off, line and line D-back. And <laughs> yeah right i don't know D- yeah i guess d-back too yeah so like both of these teams had pretty nasty full cluster injuries and they were both teams that 
you know, are expected to compete if they're healthy. And yeah, I make this a lot closer to like Niners minus one and a half minus two, or it's on yeah. the wrong side of three. I should be taking the Eagles. Same with you. It is maybe too tough for me with the concentrated, uh, the concentrated, uh, you know, practice prep, time yeah, yeah, the against camp, yeah. a rookie head coach who, again, I thought composed himself well. I did too. With a really good coaching staff, a really good pass rush, and a younger quarterback. So the Eagles are the right side. And I've seen a ton of people in the chat. Yes, I'm not ignoring you. There yeah. are a lot of people saying, like, take them to win the Super Bowl, the NFC, the NFC East right now. Like, that's where I might attack the Eagles rather than to bet this game. Here's the thing, though. You have win. plenty of time. There is no rush. The market is so far from pricing them as a contender. I don't know. Wouldn't you rather have 50 will, than like 40? They might close three and a half point dogs at home to a team that is in this clear second tier in the NFC. Like you have lots of time. Like, like, okay. The, the amount of the amount that the strength, the perceived average strength of this Eagles team has to move to get them to what is probably their fair price in the futures market is so far that you have weeks that gets there there is there literally is no rush and then on top of that philly plays dallas next week on monday night football interesting little spot there uh take a little philly you could take you could back them next week to to get a, a divisional win uh but then they have some more tough tests they got to play um week four kansas city week six tampa bay like so the fact that they have san francisco kansas city and tampa bay all before week six uh, the scent will still be off of them. No one will be on the scent and you know through week six unless they beat all three of those teams. And that's really quite an ask, right? Yeah. So I think you can just take the points and just lay low if you want to back the Eagles, or you can, you know, I'm I'm rooting for the Niners to win this week. I'd like the Niners to to get this win and people to kind of continue to look past this Eagles team as potentially a contender. And um, you know, we'll we'll see if they can stay healthy, obviously, too. That's been a problem. But uh um, yeah, nothing that I saw. We have, we have my, the over. My, and yeah. again, as yeah, much right, as we've talked about yeah. the matchup, we do have the over 48. If you can get a cheap 50, I'd probably still bet it. I don't know if there's somebody pushing against this, but we will we'll move on to the second half of the game. Here. Somebody is pushing against this. Yeah. This should when we bet this, it should have gone to 51 and it didn't. So that's kind of fucked up. I don't have anything to say on this game. I liked how Denver looked. This is too many points. I think it's maybe a little overreaction to both games. I think you bet this. I want to because I, I can't make it six, but I'm not going to. Yeah, it's, this is all yours. Tell me why you why you, uh, you took the six points at all. Yeah, six points too many at all. Points. With a, it's a West Coast ish mountain team coming to the down to Jacksonville Duval. The look ahead. Uh, the look ahead was Denver minus one and a half. It's no reaction. Six points is an overreaction. Uh, on top of the fact that Denver lost Jerry Judy, <laughs> so. Uh, Denver is coming in at lesser strength and Chubb didn't practice. They have some other issues and injury issues. No one that was on the injury report for, um, for Jacksonville moves the needle for me. Trevor Lawrence was looked awful last week. His passes were many of those were like, you know, is this guy going to make it kind of passes? You know what, you know, when that happens, that happens when you're a rookie and you're on the road and it is your first ever start in the NFL. I will completely pass on his performance last week against Houston Texans and expect him to be a, the player we, you know, we graded him as, you know, coming in number one overall, no brainer pick. 
and put up a fight here. There are two paths to victory for the Jaguars. One is Denver underperforms after what was an impressive win last week on the East Coast because of the travel and the heat. That's possible. Jags could just get out to a nice start and kind of uh, this might never, you know, this might be wire to wire plus six. Um, the other path to victory is Denver looks great. They play conservatively with the lead and the Jags backdoor. I think those are both very, very viable uh, ways to get this plus six home. I don't feel great about it at all. Uh, the Urban Meyer stuff is fucking with my head, obviously. <laughs> and uh, and in general, some of the strength, of this, you know, the, the, the miscommunication, the, uh, the effort level on defense was underwhelming. Um, but that doesn't change the fact that this is a massive adjustment for both teams off of one game. And I think you have to take advantage of those spots when the price is wrong. Yeah, it is wrong. I can't bet this with my worst enemy's money just because it was a pretty bad defense they played and they looked that bad. No, it's, and I guess Darby's hurt. Um, Chubb's hurt. Uh, Judy is important, but it's still with everyone out. It's still a much better defense than Houston, even at home. I like it's the right number, but if, if the Broncos won by like 30, wouldn't surprise me if, if Trevor just looks bad again. Trevor hasn't even had what he looked like against a bad team. Again, on the road, first start, that's not easy. Having an absentee head coach, essentially, at this point, it looks like he looks like he checked out already. That That is a huge distraction. So we are going to – I'm a full pass, but I, I get where you're coming from. And, again, I agree. The number is too far off. It's just early in the season. Yeah. This, is still, some of these. this is still a Teddy Bridgewater run offense. This is still a Pat Shermer coordinated offense. Six points you're asking them to lay. Six. Right. They played a much better defense last week and put up 27. Yeah, but seven of those was a Melvin Gordon scamper after the game was well out of hand. That's fair, but they technically only gave up seven points then if you want to count games out of hand. Their defense I grade I grade that game as a final score 20 to 7. Yeah. Absolutely. All of that garbage time stuff doesn't count in my mind. So. All right, divisional game. New England at the Jets. I'll tee this one up. Yeah, you can uh, talk about the, the quarterback play for both teams. <laughs> this one's starting to move finally. I thought maybe I was facing some resistance, but it looks like the market's coming with me. I played New England five and a half. Uh, my fair price here is seven. There is all there are a lot of things to be um, there are a lot of things to be positive about New England's first uh, you know first week performance. Um, and among the teams that I downgraded, I downgraded the Jets. Uh, the Jets. Offense was absolutely helpless uh, with the pass protection that was offered by their, um, you know, joke of a of an offensive line, and I would expect that the Patriots, who have a co- well coordinated defense and a more talented defensive roster than the Panthers, can do as good, if not a better, job of keeping the Jets off of the scoreboard. On the flip side, the Jets' defense stinks out loud, and Mac Jones was extremely competent and extremely cool, I thought, in his first start. The mistakes that were made were largely the skill position players that are fixable, at least if you are, you know, Dolichek is the kind of guy that gets the best out of his players. I would be surprised if those guys make those mistakes again this season. Um, And I would expect that there are a number of ways that they are planning on attacking the Jets' defense in the pass game Precision passing from Mac Jones against the secondary is going to be super fun to watch. Uh, on top of the fact that the pass protection from the Patriots is among the best in the league, this is a Patriots 
this has the the uh, this is a tone setting game i feel like for the mac jones era early in the season uh and uh yeah of course the hoodie against a rookie head coach and quarterback give that to me every single time um nothing about the jets offense that we saw in week one suggest that they're getting above the teens here meanwhile i do think the patriots get into the mid upper 20s against a weak defense the yeah the pass protection for the jets has them probably looking at a pretty bad season if they can't protect a young quarterback you're gonna have a lot of trouble because he's he's good but he's not i I don't even put him in the burrow you know obviously he's not the burrow range like burrow fought through it until he couldn't anymore and his knee got crunched like the the pass protection sucked backton's gone and the patriots uh probably that again a little bit of a they played a lot better than probably the final score shows and again it is I mean, it's both rookie quarterbacks, I guess, but you have a really, really high-end coaching staff versus a guy trying to clean up Gase's mess. I I make it close to this. I'm very close to betting this or even, like, selling this, like, seven and a half. Just, you know, this, this has all the makings of, you know, the Patriots just come in and wax the floor. Because, like, if if the Panthers, who had CMs, like, the, you, you had this thing, like, oh, but the Panthers didn't score a lot on them, but we said, we're just, like, we didn't like the game plan. Patriots are going to have a much better game plan and the Patriots played a good defense last week. They're going to play yeah. a bad defense. And yeah, it's it, this, this one might get ugly. I agree with you there. Should we do secret pod play jets team total under so we can do jets back. We did jets team total over last week. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know there's probably better ones we can get to. Yeah. There's a better one. All right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, All right. Let's keep going. Mini at the desert. This was the one I referenced earlier. I got some four and a half. Actually, I like cued it before Suma did a release there <laughs> because I was nervous. I'm like, what? I think he might be on the same side and I didn't want to lose my number. So this was a, uh, this is a play for me. I, I, a full overreaction on both sides. I can't get this number anywhere close to four and a half. I have these teams a lot closer. I, I joked about falling in love with Arizona last week, but I don't think that sort of performance is sustainable. Minnesota, again, it's a, bad 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 offensive line but Kirk Cousins really didn't play that bad like he kind of had a clean game they have massive skill position weapons in both receivers and Dalvin Cook Dalvin Cook played well despite a bad offensive line and I think probably the biggest overreaction is that the the Cardinals defense like you know getting the Chandler getting the five sacks the defense looking pretty good holding a, a team who just lost their offensive coordinator to you know not much and really, I, I think maybe everyone's going to overreact to like how many points they put up. I'm I'm thinking the heavier overreaction is this defense turning it around that fast. I'd been hopeful. I, I kept saying it. The more, the more uh, money you throw at a defense, it's got to get a little better somehow. But I just don't know if it's all the way there. So, I took some Minnesota plus four and a half. I make this like three. Yeah. Uh, if uh, here's a thought experiment for you. Uh, if the review correctly calls the dalvin cook fumble and the vikings ultimately win in overtime against the bengals yeah. is this three probably they actually had two and not not me being i'm from minnesota and like i hate, <laughs> I hate bad review calls unless they go for my bets but they had two pretty bad uh reviews go against them and that clearly wasn't a fumble so no, no. um yeah no this would be a three-point game if the if the yep. outcome had been true against cincinnati and okay There are many things about the Vikings that drive me crazy, crazy. And I will not watch this game, even though I bet it. (laughs) 
<laughs> this is, uh, I don't know, you know, you know, talk about your washed matchup of the week. Patrick Peterson versus AJ Green. My goodness gracious. Get those guys off the field. Grandpa fight. <laughs> Get them off the field. Grandpa fight. Um, the, uh, the, there are a lot of things about the Vikings that I have problems with and the way their offensive coordin is coordinated. I do not love not, not enough play action. Kirk cousins thrives doing that. Um, Kirk cousins is a guy though, that can operate on in a, in a troublesome pocket. He's a top 10 guy EPA per dropback when he's under pressure. Uh, and so even if Chandler Jones continues his defensive player of the year campaign, which I have trouble seeing sustaining, uh, and Kirk Cousins is under mega pressure here. I still think he's going to be able to get the ball to, into the hands of his dynamic wide receivers. Thielen and Jefferson are freaking awesome. And the secondary for the Cardinals, while they have hitters like Buda Baker and they have good off-ball linebackers like Simmons and, uh, and Collins, their cornerbacks are vulnerable. And I think there are a couple of ways that the path of victory here for the Vikings may, can manifest. I think uh, for sure Dalvin Cook uh, is – if, if – I guess I'm a little nervous that they lean too heavily on Dalvin Cook in this game because he does not have a great matchup against those very athletic linebackers. Um, and so I'm hopeful that the Vikings come out with a little bit more pass-focused approach, do a little more play action, a little more motion, uh, and I think they can score pretty easily on this, uh, what is now like breaking my neck overrated defense of the Cardinals. Um, and, you know, on the flip side, the Cardinals still have issues with their game plan. Do not love what Cliff Kingsbury brings to the table. Do not love the general um you know vibe of some of the players on the field outside of hopkins uh and uh i think you're going up against a tougher defensive front T tennessee cannot manifest pressure period we know this they cannot cover period they're going to make quarterbacks look like mvp candidates every week we joked about this but it's the truth uh minnesota's defense is a little bit more competent than that so i think minnesota is live for the upset and the fact that you're giving me four and a half points on the other side of three yeah bring it on yep Cardinals by three. Minnesota gets a good draft pick. Atlanta at Tampa. <laughs> I cannot get this past ten. I'm I'm at like ten ten and change. Darisaw doesn't and going back, yeah. it doesn't seem like Darisaw is playing this year, honestly. Some writers don't think so. That's a problem for Minnesota too. Good, but, uh, yeah. Um good. Atlanta at Tampa. I don't want to spend a lot of time on this. Yeah, I, you're, you're I might correct, just though. take the stinky. There's some 13s out I there. I can't get this. I downgraded Atlanta offense because Art Smith played us for a fool or played, played me for a fool, at least in week one. His con concepts sucked. Uh, his, you know, his, his scheme was fine, adjuster. but his, is he? All right. Well, his scheme well, is fine, but his sequencing was brutal. Uh, and his uh, red zone concepts were awful. Um, and it's, I, 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 um, I do feel like we talked, we joked about this in the freaking preseason, man. Was it Art Smith? Was it the weapons he had to work with or, you know, you know, who's gonna, what's gonna happen. And the fact that it looks like it was a perfect synergy and now with each, without each other, they're useless. Like that might be the thing. And it sucks. Cause I really wanted Matt Ryan to have a resurgence this year, but he does not look good. There's no magic with that offensive line in this Atlanta team. I I'm a hundred percent with you. Like there, this is a brutal matchup for them against Tampa Bay. I still can't get my number past 10 Tampa with extra rest. I can't get it. It's like 10. I, yes. I cannot get it. I cannot make the number big enough. And at the same time, I will not take these points. I won't, you know what I'm going to do. 
I'm gonna win. Atlanta's gonna or Tampa's gonna march down and score, and I'm gonna bet Atlanta like you know plus plus sixteen point five, whatever they give. If they give me a seventeen point five, something like that, maybe bigger. I don't know. I'll probably take something like that. Yuck, though. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Like, this game sucks. Uh, we should be betting the Falcons. It's too many points. Of all the double-digit dogs, like, Tampa would be the one I'd most likely take. Maybe Detroit, though, too. We won't get to that today. So, passing, but wishing I wasn't thinking about betting Atlanta. Tennessee <laughs> at yeah. Seattle. A lot of these teams now we've talked about them already because we talked about their opponents from week one, but Tennessee underwhelming. I <laughs> <laughs> mean... FedEx has lost oh, my last two my. packages, so the Arsenal decline is not shocking. Interesting. Yeah, can, maybe Interesting. switch to you. What can Brown do for you? Um, Tennessee, it's hey, Seattle. Yeah, Seattle offense looked good. They didn't even have to do that much, especially in the second half. They didn't do much at all. Just kind of wild the game away. Tennessee's offense was rough versus a team who had a pretty bad defense last year. Their secondary still stinks. What's keeping us from betting Seattle in the point and laying the points here and just expecting Seattle, who has just as good receivers, if not better, and a better quarterback? Offensive line is compared to Arizona. Uh, it is meaningfully better. Yeah, I no, mean, no, me- meaningfully better. Name the, name I- some name something on their offensive side of the ball that is worse than Arizona. Uh. I mean, Russell Wilson is older. Older, like the receivers that you could you could make a case. No, no, no. This. You're no, you're right. They're better at every. Lo- they're better every, everywhere. Everything about their offense is yeah, better. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're you're at right. home. You're right. They're better everywhere. Tennessee secondary looked lost at times, and yeah, this should this should be bigger. This should be seven. Like <laughs> I might just I might just lay this again. I'd probably sell this to six. I haven't played this yet, but I'm dangerously close to this Tennessee might be a an 0 and 2 team that I maybe play to win the, win the division again is something we talked yeah. about so Seattle Seattle is close to a play go to the I mean I I quickly explained what's happening there go to the other side of the ball explain how Seattle keeps uh keeps Tennessee at bay though well Tennessee may keep themselves at bay the Todd Downing, the Todd Downing approach I was going to say it if you coordinating didn't. is not for me. <laughs> no, thanks. I'll take a big helping of no, thanks. And honestly, that's where, that's where I am on this game in general. I made, I, I started by making an adjustment for Arizona up modest Tennessee down after that. And I was like, you know what? Forget it. Let's go back to their rank, their original ratings. Tennessee gave you an F. Arizona gave you an A. That's what happened in that game. No big deal. Uh, and then I looked at the, my line value. I'm like, oh, Tennessee's got a little line value. That might be a nice dog plus six. They're going to bounce back. You know, there's some competent quarterback play there. And then I went back and I watched a little bit of the Todd Downing scheme and a little bit of the advanced numbers there. It is hot garb. And I don't know that he flick fixes that on the fly. Nothing that Mike Vrabel has been saying suggests that he's going to tutelage him up into the same Toodle. sort of, he's not going to tootle him into the uh, Art Smith so sort of concept. Uh, hopefully, hopefully Vrabel and Downing are tootling. But um, either way, the uh, it it's not for me. I need to see the see it on see the see it on paper, see it on film that uh, that they've figured out what they did wrong um, because they are not utilizing the weapons they have appropriately appropriately at all. And uh, AJ Brown's hurt on top of it. Yeah. So. 
Oh, I'm probably gonna lay the points here, and I don't love it, but yeah, going going. <laughs> this is one of my highest. At least you're getting field. under six. It moved down. Yeah. Highest. I make this like six and a half. Um, highest home field advantage for me, just because I, I raise it a little more when it's a team that has to travel that far west, and now there's fan back, and it's a great place to play if you're at home. So. This is getting added to my card. I'm going to play Seattle. I got to add this. To, I, oops, I got to put this uh, up on the screen. They are down Risk 11 it. standard. Defense. 11 is that a standard. Thing? <laughs> yes, of course. Of yes. course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying no, to think I mean, of the math. A, it's, a, it's a small sample size. He's correct. There's only one game. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's not good. <laughs> Seattle played that's two normal good. of a game. Yeah, Seattle Seattle wins yeah. by six. You're going to want the five and a half because we're going to win <laughs> on a walk-off touchdown. Hey, you know what else? You know what else? You don't want, worry too much about laying the points here. This is the home opener with the crowd back. Oh my like god! The energy, raise the the, energy should be. They, they'll the be energy up, should be a hundred. They're up twelve nothing as soon as they raise that flag. <laughs> oh my yeah! I'm pumped. I'm pumped to watch this one. I'm pumped to watch Incredible. this other one too. Dallas at the Chargers. This is our final of the three totals. Yep. That we bet on Sunday, and this one moved as we thought. This was kind of a no-brainer when they opened it at 51-ish. I think I got a 51 and a half, some more at 52, and now it is 55. The best part about it, I lit back and listened to that part of the podcast because I was trying to remember how it went. We, we recapped the Chargers game, and we said, Chargers go to or host Dallas next week. That'll be a nice over. What do you think that'll be, 56, 60? And <laughs> yeah. then it was 52. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think like, I oh, just said, well, let, let's, just bet. Bet, let's just bet this <laughs> yeah. then. Yeah. No, so we we bet this over. There's people we trust who are still betting over 55 at this point. The Cowboys are already injured, which is a problem for them. It it does happen, but yeah, you're missing a pass protector, and you're missing now your best best edge rusher. Yeah, wow, well, it's true. It's probably. I mean, he is good. So you're you're missing uh, Lawrence. I I, 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 I would foot. I would go even farther. Your only good defensive player. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, uh, I don't know who else on that defense moves the needle from a spread standpoint. At least the way they're being used right now in, in the Dan Quinn defense. This is like, yeah. What's her name? What was the? This is like Ryan O'Neill, Tate, Tatum O'Neill, missing from the Bad News Bears. Like that team was really going to choose their only player. Like he he is he is very good. Um, they do have some other pieces. This defense isn't going to stink as bad as it did last year. But this isn't going to help it dig its way out of that hole. And then, yes, obviously, Randy Gregory, troubled Randy Gregory, who is uh, on the COVID list, too. So missing missing some people, pieces on defense against an offense. I don't think we saw the best of yet because they played a tough, tough defense and still came out with the win. And they are now hosting Dallas indoors on turf. All kinds of good receivers in this game. A couple of good quarterbacks. And that's my final point. Dak Prescott, despite losing the game, is he's back. Like, he looked fine. He looked confident. He, he looked great. healthy. He looked great. I mean, that's uh, people. It was a game that we forget about because we've had all that Sunday action. But, like, you put together 10, 12 games just like that, you're in the MVP watch. Even though it was a loss, like he put up, he put up some stats. It was he looked very good when he did it. So, this is uh, an over for me. Yep. Hansala Rose Nalesni made some squiggle faces at us. Oh, nice. Maybe she doesn't like this over. Maybe she's just sad she didn't get. Oh, the, uh... she's trying to. She's trying to find used Mike Munchak undergarments on eBay. So 
she's uh, in a mood. Um, the uh, the general read I get from this game is first to forty wins. Um, I love the two quarterbacks. I love the weapons. I love the pass pro. Uh, I do not know what exactly uh, Dallas is doing to stop the Chargers, which means Dallas is going to be in comeback mode from Jump Street here, which is uh, exactly what you want to be involved with an un- with an over. So um, ultimately, it, I guess the Chargers defense has the has the personnel to be special, and the Staley obviously is a great defensive mind i'm cautiously optimistic that they can win this game based on defense um but i would need to see it to believe that they can go head to head with an offensive unit that's this special how good is tampa's defense they're great yeah they gave up a lot of points so yeah yeah well they're they're great but they're not unique like they're not they don't do anything that i would say is conceptually uh out there no it's just a a bunch of talent it's (laughs) a bunch of talent like they have a bunch of talent it's not uh i get what you're saying there so yeah 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 yeah. um so it'll be interesting i guess i i think we'll have to sit up we'll have we'll have to i think i in in the back of my head i would like to see dallas put up 30 points here and you want to know why i because the next week because the next week for two reasons <laughs> for both philly dallas and chargers chiefs i think the chiefs match up poorly scheme wise with the chargers we they talked did last year we talked to, we talked to brett about that and it made yeah. total sense personnel wise why on top of the fact that staley's out there um i can see a, a world where the chargers are competitive against the chiefs based on the defensive performance but i would like them to i'd like it to stay under wraps for one more week that they might be that good you know what i mean and the way we get there the way we get a fair price on philly the way we get a fair price on uh, la next week is by uh by the charger by the dallas scoring 30 points that's the way i feel and hopefully the fact that they have extra rest helps them get there right Mm -hmm. the fact that oh you know what else we didn't mention Dallas is off 10 days rest. Yeah, they've had Dallas a, is a off shitty coach, rest. but they have a lot of time to prep. This is their second week in a row traveling, which tends to suck early in the season. That was what's worth mentioning that. It I, used I feel to, like it's, it, new, it it's used neutralized to, by the It used rest. to really suck. Now it just kind of sucks. Um, and I would say that Dallas is playing home away from home game. That's crowd going to be about a 90-10 split to Dallas. There's a lot of Dallas fans everywhere, but yeah, it's it's not gonna out the West Coast, Southern California. Are there cowboy fans out there, Drew? There are, yeah. Fair lots. enough. Lots and lots and lots. Are you <laughs> all right? Last one here and then. Are you less excited about this game now? A based lot. on Baltimore's performance? Significantly less. Yeah, like this was the crown jewel of this week. This was and... the crown jewel of last season. And regular the Raven, season. yeah, the Ravens, and eh, yeah, yeah. And granted, we said nice things. We said Derek Carr can play well. He's just let down by the rest of the roster for many, many years. And obviously, Mr. Waller is—I couldn't gush enough about him the other day, and he, he's very good. But I mean, you're kind of running into the same thing. I'm gonna—I'm gonna go out ahead and say, let's take uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. Let's take the Chiefs. Uh, Mahomes over Carr, so that's even tougher. Kelsey, 
I'm putting them equal with Waller. I'm, I'm not. I'm saying Kelsey's even better. And then you're facing better. Like, oh, this is, is obviously it's at home. But, man, if that's what you're going to do against Carr and Waller, what's going to happen when you have Kelsey and Reek and everything? Like, is this defense that bad? That I liked a lot of things that Vegas was doing. But, man, I thought their, I thought their coverage or their pass protection would be worse. I thought a lot of things would be worse. And I don't know how much to attribute to them and how much to attribute to Baltimore and just being flat. Yeah. I don't I don't like this one at all. Like we said, hey, if you want the Chiefs, you should, if if you like the Raiders, you should bet the Chiefs. Like bet them both because if the Raiders play this close, you're not getting a 3. Right. And the yeah. Uh yeah, there are there were in the moment you could feel it. On the rewatch, it was even more apparent that there are real problems with this Raider Ravens team. This defense I had rated in on an elite tier because of their depth, their uniqueness scheme wise, their ability to generate pressure with the blitz, their extremely deep coverage unit, you know, a lot of positives. That unit that was out there in the field against the Raiders was nowhere close to what I had rated for the Ravens. Like eye-openingly, shockingly, eye-poppingly bad. They miss Marcus Peters and his dynamic ability to play center field. They miss uh, uh, Jimmy Smith. Um, the safety play wasn't solid in that at all. Uh, they basically, you, Marlon Humphrey is a good cornerback against certain matchup. You know, he's he's a great great cornerback, but he's not a speed guy. Try, good luck trying to stop Tyree Kill with uh, with Marlon Humphrey. He that is a disaster. Tyree is faster happen. than him. I mean, honestly, your best scheme. If you're if you're Wink Martindale and you're scheming, I would just put put Humphrey on Kelsey probably. I mean, like that's probably what you need to do. Like you probably just need to sacrifice Humphrey on Kelsey and then triple or double, you know, double realistically, double Tyreek on every obvious you know, safety every shading over the top constantly. Yeah, constantly. Now force force Kansas City to beat you with Clyde Edwards Hilaire and Pringle and Hardman. Um and Pat Mahomes probably can still do it. Uh, your pass rush against the Ravens Raiders was brutally poor. I did not love what I saw from the, from either the concepts or the uh, just the general execution. talent level execution. Yeah. None of it. Um, Patrick Queen might be bad. Bad. Uh, he was making just like college rookie, you know, freshman mistakes at times in that game. Uh, he's a first round pick for crying out loud. Um, and uh, None of that, you know. What could it have been that just everybody happened to have a bad day because they were looking ahead to the rate rate to the Chiefs game? That was, that was the only thing. Somebody did mention that on Twitter and said, like, especially in the Ravens were let let us not forget the Ravens were up fourteen at a certain point, and they even despite looking how they looked, and somebody said, I think it was Pozzola, he said, like, are they just saving stuff for next week? for casey like are they not showing much which, they, which made sense and then, I, but then like, i think the almost certainly apart. yes almost no, certainly yes. yes almost certainly yes but at a certain point you need to be able to switch gears and be like shit we can't lose this game and then they went out and lost the game so maybe we're overreacting that but like again the, if the defense is you know with the, with the secondary issues they're having and if they're not getting a pass rush they might just get eviscerated this game might suck so chiefs are nothing sucked. Chiefs it team total year. over <laughs> it sucked we last can, year what what's um, it, what do what they call it in the Slack chat when you just uh, you bridge jump and just take Chiefs money line? 
Chiefs bet the minus two. I was thinking secret pod play Chiefs over. What do you think? So it's going to be 27 and a half. It's going to be 30, 30 and a half. 30 and a half. I don't mind. Chiefs are getting to 30 here. Yeah. Um, Real quick. Uh, Kind of final thoughts here. So someone, someone in the chat, see what you, what's the best team total you can find. We Despite didn't. We didn't mention the other side of the ball, which is how do the Ravens score thirty in this game? Because you need to, you know, can the Ravens score thirty in this game? That is the question I ask anytime I consider backing a dog against the Chiefs. I don't know that they can. I mean, they should be able to if they got the good stuff, if they got the good plays up their sleeve, they should be able to. But the chemistry between Lamar and his receiving core, even Andrews, like they, even that didn't really look right uh, in terms of how often he was looking for him and where on the field and how he was throwing. Um, and then, uh, yeah, like they really only have one guy in Hollywood Brown now who's got any kind of game breaking you know, ability. Um, and they now are down all of their running backs. All the running uh, backs. And like what was expected to be a rock solid strength if everything else goes sideways at least they have a great o-line where the hell were they that wasn't Lamar, a scheme thing that wasn't Lamar a was scrambling a lot more than we oh hoped he would god have. and not only scrambling a lot more but under pressure he fumbles a couple times because he's trying you know he's he's expecting the same quality of pass pro that he's had for his entire career to this point behind uh, what has typically been a stalwart O-line, and it was just nowhere to be seen. And I worry about Villanueva out there. I worry about Stanley out there. Like, those guys at tackle are not performing well. Uh, Chris Jones could have a big game in this one. And, uh, you know, that they do have one advantage, which is that Kansas City tackled extremely poorly against the Browns. And you do not necessarily want to take – a poor tackling unit into a game against Lamar Jackson because he's going to hurt you. Um, Lamar Jackson props are probably all live in this one. Uh, uh, but ultimately, uh, I don't have, you know, I kn- do you, you remember last year, week three? It was in Baltimore also. The Ravens closed three and a half in that game. And that was the hot, hot, hot side. Right? Yeah. And I never made sense of the line. I stayed away, and it was never a close contest. Chiefs all the way. They had the good plays. They performed at the absolute peak of their powers, and it was not close. Um, I wonder if the Ravens are going to be the hot side again. I suspect they will because this line is not fair. It's on the other side of three now on the road. At home, yeah. Yeah. Uh, And so – there, somebody's got an appetite at home instead of being at the Paris three days early. Oh, oh. and like show no worries about the Champions League stuff. I already played some stupid promo bet that was like uh, City and Pool to win. So I, they I, did both win. Good job. Yeah, no, I, I hit some dumb promo. Like I'll always look at the promo <laughs> bets in the morning. See, so was like, how how can I make like ninety bucks the easy way? <laughs> um, no, but I'm with you there. And yeah, Honey this Badger is a stay away. I'm going yeah, to want to watch that's, this. That's Probably live at this game. Depending Honey on Badger it. back is going to matter. I agree with that. Peter. Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, okay. Well, Ravens O line played like they were out at Stadium Swim all day. Yeah, I know how that feels. <laughs> like you're not going to play well. They played so, like lobsters. 
Yeah, that's right. Some Norm McDonald one-liners. I don't know if any of those are PC enough for me to throw some of those stuff. The crocodile. I don't think I'd ever seen the crocodile on turn one. Oh which, my god. R.I.P. Norm. Like, and honestly, it was sad. But like I said in my tweet about it, it's like it was sad. But at the same thing, like my whole it was the best my timeline has ever been. It was just like every third tweet was like a thirty-second clip that I, I watched. I sat there and watched clips for like two hours before bed last night. Just just dying at these you know the the crocodile hunter one really got me so yeah um week two in the books we've got some bets. good job man we'll throw nice your card work. up there boom look at Give this right over right over our up. faces give oh. us a thumbs up if you're in the youtube we're under we're under there somewhere i'm gonna make thumbs up higher next week thumbs give us up. a thumbs up and then drew do you want should we put your card up uh yeah let's do it i guess we're, we're just one real too quick. late Okay, Too cool. late for that. I put it up. Cool. Well, I should have adjusted my Chiefs score now that we're taking the Chiefs over 29 and a half. Um, you know, but either way, uh, these, these are median, median projections. Obviously, I am not a stupid idiot. I know all of the totals have steamed, and you can't bet those prices, but we are, uh, for the this sake of transparency, we played. Yeah. we played it. You were all watching or listening, or hopefully you've heard it since then. Um, but yeah, played Pittsburgh minus four and a half, played the Colts plus four. Played Jacksonville plus six. Don't feel great about that one, but that's okay. No. Uh, Patriots minus five and a half and Minnesota plus four and a half. If you made me just take two for contest purposes, I would probably take Pittsburgh and Minnesota at this point. Those, those are my two favorites. Yeah. And I played, I played, I'm going to play New England. I played Minnesota. Didn't agree with the Jacksonville Andy ones. They scared me. I'm scared of Atlanta and I'm probably going to add Seattle yet here too. I'll put all my stuff out screenshot that shit mickey says (laughs) screenshot that baby and one more final announcement just because we do have a prize i'm getting my prize picks money back this week buddy i got some lamar jackson i'm going to the lamar jackson well uh and the jonathan taylor well that's the those are my like uh, the jonathan taylor the jonathan taylor well lamar jackson well is where we're going this week yeah so uh and you can get a free 25 bucks if Daniel Jones completes a pass, which is not as much of a gimme as Patrick Mahomes over a half yard, but still a pretty big gimme. All you have to do is it's new users only use the promo code BetSports NFL, as you can see on the screen to fund an account. All you have to do is place at least a $5 entry on the game tomorrow night. Or if you're listening to this in the morning tonight on the Giants Washington game and you get a free 25 bucks, which is nice. Free money, free money, free money, free money. And now, yeah, you can stack quarterbacks and wide receivers. It's like the same game parlay stuff where you can get you get a little reduced payday, but you can stack correlated plays and goof around with that. So if you have any questions at BetSperts, bother Matt. He will answer all those for you. And with that, we're out for the week. We'll catch you tomorrow night at halftime. Where we are on a Don't worry, I'll just send me and myself talk right around. Yeah, we're on a yeah. one game winning streak. After we are. Three point, three point we're streaking. Order. We're streaking. And my favorite Norm McDonald one liner was, and it's not even dirty, it says, like, why do, uh, why do dogs always run to the door when the doorbell rings? And then he leans over to the guy, he's like, it's almost 